Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat Boston Sports Podcast. Now, in this week's episode, we're going to be focusing on the Patriots versus the Titans and how that game went, what we can expect from the Patriots uh, moving forward with their roster, and we'll talk about a few things um, specifically. Uh, then we're going to switch gears and look at which potential free agent forward the Celtics could be going for. There were a bunch of rumored names of guys they've been looking at who could be someone that's on their radar, a free agent, to fill one of the two open roster spots, and uh, we'll discuss all that. And then Mookie Betts made his return to Boston, first game back, uh, Dodgers-Red Sox, um, and we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Dodgers-Red Sox um, and Mookie Betts and all that, and just my own thoughts on Mookie Betts in general, some stuff there. So, Patriots going into another game. Uh, they're playing the Tennessee Titans, and they lost 23-7. It was not a great game at all. It was not that good. But it's also preseason, and at this point, what does it really matter? Um, Malik Willis played the whole game for Tennessee. Um, Bailey Zappi played most of the game for New England. I did not see at all Mac Jones. Um, you know, we also saw Malik Cunningham and Trace McSorley get a little bit of playing time, not a lot. Um, and then we saw, uh, the New England rushing side of things. Kevin Harris had one touchdown, seven carries, 17 yards, Pierre Strong Jr., eight carries, 31 yards. Um, and so again, um, those two guys, uh, playing, um, no Ramondre Stevenson, no Ezekiel Elliott, obviously for good reason. Um, and receiving-wise, we actually didn't see any of the big receivers in the game. Um, at least that got any sort of um, points or yards or anything. Um, we saw Thick Thyric Picks, who was the uh, leading receiver um, with two receptions, 26 yards. Pierre Strong Jr., two receptions, 13 yards. J.J. Taylor, one for 10. Matt Skull, one for five. Anthony Frisker, one for four. Um, and then we saw Bailey Zappi had three fumbles, one he lost, two he recovered. Um, and defensive-wise, we saw a sack from Sam Roberts, a sack from uh, Daniel Ucali, which were the only ones. Patriots had two interceptions, one from Calvin Munson and one from Joe Giles Harris. And then J.J. Taylor, two uh, for 53 yards kick return. J.J. Taylor, one for six punt return. Chad Ryland was the only punt, uh, only kicker. Um, he had one extra point. And uh, punting-wise, Bryce Beringer, 5 for 246 uh, yards. And Corliss Waitman, 2 punts for 100 yards. Um, so, uh, that situation. So, most of the big names on the Patriots roster, you know, Mac Jones and Rondre Stevenson and, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and what have you, didn't play uh, that much. And... It was mostly, if not all of the game, was backups and guys who are on the bubble. And even like Tennessee, none of their top wide receivers played. Derrick Henry didn't play. Um, really, it just was, you know, the guys trying to get the roster spots. And at this point, that's what Bell Belichick, and that's pretty much what every team is looking for. At this point in the game, your focus is not... Let's play our guys. Our focus is who is going to be those last spots. Who's going to fill the last spots on the team. So the fact that Keyshawn Boutte 
didn't record any receptions and didn't have a touchdown or didn't do anything means that he's probably safe uh, in terms of uh, being a part of this roster because if there was any doubts, they would have played him in this game in hopes to see what would have come. You know, Pierre Strong Jr. and Kevin Harris played because they're trying to see, well, do we want to have three or four running backs? You know, you saw Matt Skoll and Anthony Fersker because those are guys who maybe are going to be on this team potentially. You know, who knows if they'll have two tight ends or three. And so when you get down to the end of it, at least uh, from my own perspective, it tends to be you're going to go with um, looking for guys who can try and fill your roster um, at the end. Um, and even if you look at their defense, right, um, these are the guys who played um, Calvin Munson, Ronnie Perkins, Joe Giles Harris, Diego Faget, uh, Sam Roberts, uh, Sean Wade, Jack Jones, uh, Marte Mapu. You know, some of these guys are rookies. Some of these guys need to fill their spots. Um you know, you're not seeing the best of the best, um, and, you know, that's just how it goes, uh, and the Patriots didn't win this game, but it doesn't really matter. Preseason doesn't really matter. You're just trying to get something out of uh, preseason. You're just trying to get some sort of uh, affirmation of a player. Uh, you're trying to get some sort of, um, you know, situation that gives you clarity for certain positions and certain players, and um, that sort of thing. So, uh, now we have, um, some big decisions looming at some point. And for the Patriots, there's going to be sort of a couple of questions. And I think now with Boutte kind of filling his role very nicely, I think we're going to have six uh, wide receivers on the roster. So the question I think that they're going to have to focus on as the Patriots um, is what to do with their running back tight end situation. So I think they have three, I'd say, three running back spots uh, that are locks. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, Ramondre Stevenson, and I think Pierre Strong Jr. Then there is two tight end spots locked, which is um, obviously Mike Gusecki, Hunter Henry. Now, there is one spot, I believe, that is open, and that will either go to Kevin Harris or it'll go to one of the tight ends, uh, Anthony Fersker, Matt Skoll, and whoever is not chosen, if it's Pierre Strong Jr., Ezekiel Elliott, and Ramondre Stevenson, and Kevin Harris is off the list, he'll be practice squad or try and keep him for practice squad. If one of the tight ends... At the end of the bubble, they only go with two tight ends. Then they're going to keep one of those tight ends, not sure which one, on the practice squad. So to me, it seems like there's one open spot that could potentially go to one of those guys. I don't know exactly which one, but one of those for sure. Now, Malik Cunningham is also a question because uh, a lot of people feel like he is someone who's going to probably stick around. But I don't know. I don't know if they're going to want to carry three uh quarterbacks because I just really it just doesn't seem like that's a, a real like I don't think that's going to happen because um, it just doesn't really uh, make a lot of sense you have so many different um, positions that need to get filled uh, I just I just don't really see uh, exactly where um, this roster goes with um, you know one extra quarterback because that's a spot that you just 
have to fill elsewhere uh, on the offensive line, you know, on so many other different positions. And so, um, yeah, I honestly don't see a point in, um, I, I don't really see a point in keeping him around. So that's uh, kind of the situation there. Um, so the depth chart, when it's all said and done, is going to be something that has to kind of um, get figured out by the team. Um, and um, I think uh, they'll have a lot to do. I was reading this article from the Boston Herald. It's a few days old, but they were looking at the depth chart. So they go in this regard. They keep Malik Cunningham. Uh, Trace McSorley is the only quarterback that's out. Um, and uh, they say he has uh, something to prove. Um, and uh, he's far from being ready to contribute. But he is an exciting playmaker at quarterback. So... They think Cunningham sticks around. Running backs, they actually have four, but they have Ezekiel Elliott, Ramondre Stevenson, um, Pierre Strong, and Ty Montgomery. So um, he is, Ty Montgomery, probably going to be injured reserve, I guess, in this case, maybe. Kevin Harris gets the boot, um, and uh, that's the situation. Wide receivers, they keep six, which I think is important, and I think they will, with obviously Boutte doing his thing, Douglas, and whatever. So I like that. They have uh, only two tight ends. So, as I had mentioned before, um, potentially having uh, two tight ends and four running backs or three running backs and three tight ends, um, they choose the two tight end route with uh, all these guys getting, um, you know, the uh, practice squad or just done. Um, So that's uh, something. Uh, offensive line, uh, there isn't really much that they say is um, going on here. There's eight players that they keep uh, and no like surprises on who sticks around and who doesn't. So not really much to talk about there. Um, some of those rookies have the versatility that we're looking for. Still very uh, shaky at tackle, but who cares. Um, then they have defensive line. Um, where uh, they have Christian Barmore, Carl Davis, Daniel Yucali, Devon Guy, Chuck Lawrence Guy, Keon White, De- Dietrich Wise, um, which there's no uh, questions on that one. Um, Lawrence Guy somehow makes the roster, um, and uh, they say keep it. They got linebackers of all kinds. Um, so outside linebacker, Arfrini Jennings, uh, Matthew Judon, Josh Uchi. And then linebackers in general, Juwan Bentley, Marte Mapu, Jelani Tavai, and Mac Wilson. So I have seen Mac Wilson get the boot in a lot of cases, and this one he sticks around, um, and uh, that's important. And then we have cornerbacks, uh, which they have Miles Bryant, Christian Gonzalez, Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, Marcus Jones, Amir Speed. Isaiah Bolden gets the boot, which that's very... Um, uh, tough. Uh, He had an unfortunate injury, um, which I think is definitely something that's going to, um, you know, it's going to uh, hurt for sure, because I was very uh, happy when they brought him in, because he's a Jackson State guy with Deion Sanders. Um, But uh, the real question is, Jack Jones, everybody keeps Jack Jones, and um, I've talked about this way too much, but I just don't see the point. Like, this dude's got some legal issues. Belichick, obviously, is a no-nonsense, no-bullshit guy. There are some teams that'll take anyone and everyone. This guy is like, nah, if you got problems, we don't want you. Antonio Brown was a nutcase. They got rid of him. Josh Gordon was a nutcase. They got rid of him. But 
someone who's actually a criminal potentially they're like yeah let's keep this guy around that's like uh something and then they got safeties which there's no questions on that uh for sure and then we have special teams which they have bryce barringer chris board joe zarnota chad ryland brendan schuler and matthew slater so Chad Ryland gets the spot over the much more consistent and much more older, um, you know, guy in Nick Folk. Uh, what I've heard is Nick Folk is more accurate with his kicks, but is not very good outside of like 45 yards. Um, whereas um, Chad Ryland has a bigger leg, so he could kick it farther, but not as consistent as Nick Folk. So. I'd say go with Chad Ryland. You know, Bill Belichick has his special teams experience, and you have guys who can help him out, and I think it's the best way to go about it. So um, that's important for sure. Um, So, you know, now uh, we're going to move on to – we'll go with the Red Sox next. So Red Sox lost uh, to the Dodgers 7-4, but it was the the Mookie Betts uh, situation – the Mookie Betts game uh, return uh, after he was traded from the uh, from this uh, organization just a few years ago. He was a champion, and then they decided to move on from uh, him, uh, unfortunately. Um, and Mookie Betts got the ovation, the warm welcome, and people still love Mookie Betts for sure. He's a very, very good player, and it's it's tough for me, and I think it's tough for a lot of Red Sox fans to see him wearing another uniform because he was just such a big part of our organization. And, like, part of me is a little upset that Xander left and that they didn't do anything on that, but I also feel like Mookie Betts is just a different case because he's, like, legitimately a star, and we let that go for God knows what. We have Verdugo, who is not Mookie Betts by any stretch of the word, and then there's also Jeter Downs, who is not on the team anymore, and Connor Wong, who is a catcher with us but hasn't proven himself yet. That trade was an utter failure, if you want to look at it. And if it's money that's an issue, like, come on, guys. Like, you should have ponied up for Mookie Betts. This guy is like a once-in-a-lifetime talent. And instead, you decided, you know what, we're going to just go with what we got and trade him away, which that was kind of just, um, it was tough, right? And uh, he got the ovation he deserved, um, and he gestured to the fans. um, And, you know, it's very, very tough. Obviously, David Price also got traded in that, which they wanted to get rid of him. Um, And uh, so they talked about um, everything. Or actually, Mookie Betts talked about this. Uh, They were talking to him about the contract negotiations and why things didn't work out. Here's what he had to say, quote, I'll let Cherum and those guys explain that, or John Henry, whoever, I'll let them explain it. If they ever want to explain it, I'll let them explain it. We're not even there, so it doesn't really even matter. We're in L.A., and those things, there in the past. We'll probably just have to go ahead and leave it alone, but someone was to explain it. I would let him do it. Um, and uh, then they also talked about um, some other stuff, uh, closure, Quote, I think because it took so long before I came back that I didn't really have much of a choice. Um, And uh, they talked about him adjusting and stuff uh, to L.A. I think it slowly kind of went into the back of my mind. Four years later, I'm happy to be here. 
um, and he doesn't really have any hard feelings. It's business. Both sides have to take care of themselves. Sometimes it may not be the best interest for both. That's not where we are now. We're in L.A., uh, and I'm happy where I'm at. So um, this is just very tough, you know, and um, to me, I honestly feel like this team was so good, and they got rid of someone that they felt it was the right move, which I didn't think it was the right move. And I'm honestly happy that um, that Mookie Betts is playing well and is doing great and is with this team and he's having a good, you know, run of it all. But there is a part of me that is also upset because, you know, this could have been someone who helped us out in the outfield. Um, and if they go out there next year and they bring in someone who is a big-time player, you know, they go out there and they bring in uh, Shoei Otani, I could see them being uh, okay, I could be okay with that, but if they just keep this sort of lackluster team together, then we got some big problems, right? So um, the Red Sox right now are in fourth place. Thankfully, the New York Yankees are in last place, and there's a six, five-and-a-half game uh, buffer between the Red Sox and Yankees, which this is very uh, crazy because... Usually it's the Red Sox and Yankees fighting for first place and Baltimore and Tampa Bay fighting for last place. Um, uh, but now the Red Sox are in uh, fourth, Yankees are in fifth. This is not exactly the best way to go about it um, at all. Uh, so um, congrats to Mookie Betts on all his um, love and everything going on because uh, he was uh, a big part of this team and won us a championship. And... We will always love that. And um, so we move on. Now I want to talk about the Boston Celtics. And there was a bunch of reports about free agents potentially coming and filling one of our open roster spots. Um, there is two uh, regular uh, roster spots and a two-way roster spot available. Um, and also Luke Cornett's contract is not guaranteed, but I don't see them uh, moving on from him. So... Uh, they have worked out four potential wings, uh, Glenn Robinson III, Lamar Stevens, Lewis King, and TJ Warren, and there is also Blake Griffin, who could come back. There's interest mutually between the two. Um, I was listening to, um, or I was watching a video, uh, a foreplay video with Blake Griffin. He was on the golf course driving around with, uh, a host or whatever, and they were talking about his time in Boston. And he said that he loved the organization, he loved the fans, he loved uh, Jason Tatum and the fact that Tatum was so appreciative and was always talking to everyone, whether it was players or coaches or staff. So it sounded like Blake Griffin loved his time in Boston. And to bring him back, just to have uh, him on the roster for that locker room morale, that's very important. And so, um, you know, I think he's a big part of um, what brings or what brought this team together and um, that's important um, so I want to give you a look at some of these guys because some of them are a lot more famous than others um, so Glenn Robinson III hasn't actually played NBA games since 20, uh, 20 2021 um, with uh, Sacramento um, and uh, that was only 23 games um, and that season um, he only uh, averaged 5.3 points, uh, one uh, assist, and about two rebounds. So by far, not great numbers at all. 
Um, so uh, he's been uh, a little bit uh, out of things um, for uh, you know his situation right now, and unfortunately uh, doesn't have that. Um, I guess you can say experience um, right now playing in the NBA. Um, yeah, 2020-2021, last uh, year. But he was a slam dunk champion in 2017. Not that that really holds any value, but there we go. Then we have Lamar Stevens. Lamar Stevens um, is uh, somebody who, um, career numbers, 5.3 points, uh, 0.6 assists, 2.8 rebounds. Um, I remember him as someone who played for uh, Cleveland for a while um, and was uh, a big part of um, the Cleveland uh, organization um, at that point. Um, and uh, he is someone who um, has uh, been undrafted and uh, his playing career 2020 to 2023. Um, so. Cleveland, uh, and um, so he has potential for this roster. He's only 6'6", though, and he's a small forward, power forward, which I don't know if we need one of those guys. Um, Glenn Robinson the is a small forward um, as well, um, so that's uh, his situation. Then there's Lewis King, who uh, his career numbers, uh, 4.8 points, 1.6 rebounds, uh, 0.9 assists, he played in one game last year, um, I'm pretty sure, and um, he had uh, 20 points in that game. Um, but by far, uh, not uh, the greatest uh, overall player. Um, and uh, he has, uh, I think, floated around. I remember Sacramento uh, was where uh, he was at at one point. He was undrafted, 6-7. So again, small forward, power forward, combo guy. Um, he played with Detroit, um, with the New York Knicks G League team, Sacramento for a year or so, went back to the New uh, York uh, G League, uh, Philadelphia, um, and then their G League team is where he was last year. Um, and he was a G League champion in 2023. Um, not that that really matters, but um, yeah, so... Uh, not great out of him, but uh, an option, I guess, for them. And then the final guy is actually 29 years old uh, and has had probably the best career by a long shot out of all of these guys. Um, his career numbers are 14.6, 4.0 rebounds, 1.2 assists. TJ Warren, who has played in Brooklyn, who was with the um, Pacers for a while. He was in Phoenix. Um, like... T.J. Warren is uh, a big, uh, a big uh, name uh, for sure, um, and uh, you know someone who uh, is uh, an option for the Celtics. And I think he's a a better option than some of these other guys. He is six eight. Yes, he's a small forward, power forward combo guy. Which um, again, I don't think they need that position, but he does have that veteran leadership. Can come in here uh, and is someone out of this bunch who can score 15 points in a game, uh, and it wouldn't be a big deal, at least in my opinion. Um, overall, I think the best option uh, is probably Blake Griffin, um, and I don't think uh, it's even a question to me. He was here. He'll stick around, and I said this, I think, either in the last podcast 
or the one before it, um, they're going to keep uh, one, hopefully one open roster spot. So if at the deadline um, there is an opening, then they're going to go for it, right? If they need to fill their roster with something, they're going to fill their roster with something, and it's going to come through um, you know, a trade using the Grant TPE. So I think of this list, Blake Griffin, bring him back. Uh, TJ Warren would be my number two option just because he has the sort of experience to, to do that. Um, so there's that. And, uh, you know, they got uh, two spots, and we'll see what they do. Um, but it's interesting. A lot of those other guys don't really have the pedigree. But you're not looking for someone to be a pedigree guy. You look for someone just to fill your roster, I'm guessing. 